We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome in a uh, special edition of the Good and Plenty podcast, and uh, it is a uh, NCAA scheduling edition. We've got four uh, guys that are in charge of their respective programs and scheduling, and uh, we will start at the top here, and we'll start with Brian Cloman of Winthrop. Uh, we've got Kaysen Burke of Jackson State. We've got Mario Mercurio. Uh, at Xavier, and we've got Kevin Powell from Michigan State. And I appreciate you guys all joining me because I know uh, your phones have not stopped ringing today after this November 25th start date for college basketball. And uh, we'll start with that. Like, what's it been, Coleman, so far today? I know you guys have this this bubble that you're trying to get, you know, going down in Winthrop. Uh, give us a little info on that and uh, – whether I can get in once you get it done, am I going to be allowed into this bubble or no? You're VIP everywhere I go, Goodman. You know that. Uh, you'll have a special seat with your with your initials on it um, in this bubble. But to, to be honest with you, the bubble is a is is a concept that you know they say don't reinvent the wheel, reinvent the wheel, right? So we watch the NBA uh, do that and be very successful at it. Um, so we wanted to 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 do that same thing um, and got great support from, from our athletic director who, who, you know, and you know, he's very proactive and, and, and sees things um, went on to the president, to the, to the city council and, and everybody's on board. Um, so uh, as you've read on Twitter, G3 is, um, is here now actually walking facilities and, and doing all that stuff. Um, and we are preparing to have an a la carte full menu bubble. Um, so teams can get their MTE and their non-con games here. Uh, teams can get just their non-con games here. Uh, a plethora of different options uh, we want to be able to provide. Uh, but most importantly, just giving these student athletes an unbelievable safe experience. Uh, that they can remember for the rest of their lives. Okay, so I'm looking at your schedule. You guys put out your schedule last week, which I thought was uh, interesting. Before mm-hmm. before you knew this is out, and it's like uh, at Mississippi State on the 10th, that's gone. At Kansas State, 15th, bye-bye. 17th at Northern Iowa and Cedar Falls, gone. 23rd at UT Martin um, in, in an event in, Mar- in Tennessee. So your your first game on the schedule that you're allowed to play is at YM at Wyoming on the first at Louisiana Tech at Louisiana Monroe at Iowa State at Bradley at Marquette you got all these money games you got a ton of money coming in that you have to make at Jackson State to help the program to help the school um, what what's today like for you what what's today in, in going forward like to try to uh, secure some of these contracts if you can. Uh, it's just it's just uncertain times for us right now, and so we I'm getting the influx of calls from even the, the opponents that we're playing on the back end of that, trying to see if you know they want to push a game next season. Uh, some even ask, you know, can we cut the, the guarantee amount in half and and probably you know propose that we play again next year. So I'm getting the influx of calls not only just 
the games in which we're playing right now, then other people asking, uh, you know, is your schedule full? I told I told my head coach and my administration that the schedule we put out last week is not going to be the same schedule we play come November. And so we're just in a situation right now that we're trying to figure out what team's going to play, uh, what team's not going to play. And it's going to be up to a lot of different conferences, the, the commissions of their conferences, and, and seeing how they're going to do things. And it's going to be interesting for us to see because I know for us it's a situation where we got to get the guaranteed money. But, you know, it's just, just trying times right now. Mario, what, what's it like for you today? Like, what, what's your biggest concern moving forward at Xavier? I mean, Casey kind of identified who we are. I mean, we're one of those schools waiting on their conference. And we had a good productive call today, a couple hours with ADs and head coaches. And, and that's the, I mean, eighth call in the last month. Uh, we have two scheduled over the last, next 24 hours just to see how some of these chips are falling. And, and you know, we have a uh, scheduling partnership. You know, Kevin's on this call with the Big Ten, with the Gavit Games. We have a scheduling partnership with the Big 12. We're in the Orlando MTE. Um, so our hands are a little bit tied in what would, would have been our traditional non-conference. And uh, we're talking to a lot of schools like, like, like Cason's that we owe money to. And uh, we've lost those games prior to that November 25th date and uh, want to position to them to, you know, can you come back next year? How can we at least not just cut the cord and you're out of luck? Um, but by the same respects, I mean, all of us, regardless of level, I mean, when you schedule, it's, it's one of the few controllables left in college athletics is your schedule. Um, and now you do turn over a little power to those conference conference partnerships, but um, we've got a team with seven new players. So when I talk about controlling the controllables this year, we had a little bit of a dedicated ramp up uh, that of course has been whacked by this November 25th date. So uh, prior to the zoom, Kevin and I were talking about Orlando and, and we're going to take that team now with, with seven newcomers and I've lost three guarantee games and what would have been a very challenging away game in the Gavit series. But, that was going to be our pre, our, our pre, pre Orlando, uh, pack of games. And, you know, can you go down to Orlando with that young team three and one with a little bit of confidence? And, you know, our field in Orlando is probably one of the most challenging of the year. Uh, Michigan State, Auburn, uh, the Zags, St. Louis, Siena, Belmont, Boise State. I mean, uh, really a challenging field, regardless of who you get in that first game. And if you're fortunate to win, you're going to play a monster of a game there. And then if you win or lose that game, you're going to be paired up with probably another high major. So. Uh, that's been the balance and we are in a holding period. I mean, I've, I've gotten a ton of calls. I haven't answered a lot of them because I, I don't have any answers for them. I hope over the next 24 hours, there's some clarity in terms of, Hey, we're going to play 20 biggies games. We're going to play 22 biggies games. We're going to start here uh, and do whatever you want with the rest of your schedule. So I got you an answer, Mario. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Um, before I ask you the question of, of, again, if you're a high major right now, um, and Mario can talk to this too, you don't, let's face it, you're not going to have fans in the building. Your administration is telling you, I'm sure right now, like we don't want to pay a hundred grand or 90 grand for a guarantee game when, when we're not going to bring in any, any revenue. Um, but first, before I ask you that one, explain to people what your new endeavor is, because um, you've been working on this for months uh, yeah. called Factor, F-A-K-T-O-R. Um, I don't have a password yet. Am I going to get one? Have you have, have you have you tried to, to sign up yet? No, I, I didn't know if it was media accessible or if no, I could. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a straight answer there that, uh, that, that the, that the actual schedule information is, is obviously tied to coaches and administrators. Um, that, that information is obviously sensitive. So we're keeping that, uh, that behind, uh, be, behind. I won't tell, bit. listen, I won't tell Norlander. I promise. You <laughs> All right. But, uh, but you can still create a username and password and, and, and once stuff becomes public, you can still see a, see a bunch, but, uh, what is it? What, but, is, what is it for yeah, those? But, but, yeah. but just to, to, to that point, we've been working on this even pre COVID, um, as kind of a, a clearinghouse, uh, way to, to kind of track on games. Um, where, where folks can, can log in, they can search for games, they can, um, they can add their games. Um, it's, uh, it, it's not just a, a matchmaking tool, but it's an analytics tool as well, um, where, where you can kind of combine, combine both sides of that. The analytics are going to mean less and the matchmaking is going to mean more in, in this current, uh, this current environment. But the idea that you can go on and search for a date and, and query that, uh, that, hey, find me the, 
50 schools within 500 miles of my campus that are available on, on this particular date and then sort it based on analytics and quadrants and, and all that fun stuff that, that we deal with. Um, it's an information share. And so, so we've, um, we've, we've kind of launched officially here in the last week or so. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's meant to, to, to help me help everybody else. And, and, and frankly, um, even if I'm being selfish about it from a Michigan state perspective, um, I can't, I, I can't make my job easier to search for games for Michigan state without bringing a whole bunch of other schools along for the ride. So, so that's, uh, that's what we're doing. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's moving along. It's a bunch of people have, have already signed up and entered schedules and conference offices. And, um, I don't know that we're, that, that we're solving all the world's problems, but, uh, but hopefully we're, we're helping a little bit. Yeah, not a lot of information in there yet in terms of schedules. It, it might have been in there. I think now people are probably hitting yeah. delete, 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 <laughs> uh, and then hopefully going to kind of re uh, repopulate some of those. A lot things. of editing. A lot yeah, of editing. A lot of editing going on, no doubt. So back to my question of, of, again, you and Mario can probably both answer this a little bit, of, of what are you getting a lot from above you to, to not play these buy games right now because they don't make sense with – Fans, how much of it is not having fans in the stands? How much of it also is that the testing protocol isn't, uh, doesn't necessarily match up? Case in, you know, at Jackson State, they can't afford to do the same testing that you can maybe three times a week. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll say this just as a general rule of thumb that, that all of this is a moving target. And I know that there's some apprehension out there that, that this conference put some information out early. This conference is waiting. Um, all of this is a moving target. And, and to Kaysen's point that they released a schedule next week. And, and I know we kind of, kind of joke that it's, that it's changed the schedules that, that schools release in October and November are going to change too. Rare is going to be the case that, that, that the, whether it's a conference schedule and non-conference schedule, we've already seen this in football, that this is something that's going, going to evolve over time. I think that, 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 that what may be a better viewpoint is to, to view the schedule releases as a starting point and, and trying to maximize games. We're going to lose games. We're going to, um, we're going to add games. We're going to need to reschedule conference games. And, and, and that kind of as a, as a point and understanding, um, like we, we need to embrace the weirdness of this season and, and uh, just embrace it. Um, and I don't want to stay enjoy it because it's, uh, I don't think that any of us uh, would, would prefer it, but that, but that's some of the reality there. Um, relative to the, to, to the games in Michigan State, um, we actually were holding a couple games in our back pocket. We, we never finished our schedule. Um, and there were a couple reasons for that. Um, typically, we try and, uh, we, we try and keep um, a game that, uh, that may end up around those early season Big Ten games that have been played the last couple years. Um, don't, you, don't, you never quite know how those are going to play out. So if you, if you kind of wait on one of those, it's, it's a little bit of a roll of the dice. Um, that roll of the dice uh, came up as a kind of to our benefit this year. It doesn't always play out that way. So, um, so we hadn't finished. We had some holes that uh, that, that frankly will will just go away for games that uh, that, that were never claimed. Um, but to, but but what we're trying to do is we're trying to be cost efficient while also being mindful of the cost of doing business. Um, and that is a really fine line. Um, it's more art than science. We also want to make sure that, to, just like Mario said, that, that we're doing right by, by the teams that were already on our schedule, right by teams that, uh, that, that we've got relationships with. I mean, we, we don't want to put anybody in a, in a precarious position if we can avoid it. But yet we know that we're probably going to put somebody in a precarious position. So how do, how do, we, make that, how do we make that right? With, uh, whether it's a future year, whether it's, um, whether it's helping them find a replacement game, um, for, for, for that, um, we, we're trying to be proactive in, in, in that sense because um, we play 20 conference games in the Big Ten. Typically, it's 11 non-conference uh, games as long as we're in an MTE. This reduces it down to seven. Um, we're, in the, we're, at, we're in the Orlando MTE that Mario mentioned. That's three games off the top. Um, depending on how some things, some things go, um, uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge, Gavit Games, Champions Classic, like those, those three plus Orlando, if all those come to be, that's six out of seven right there. And Izzo's schedule, Izzo always, you know, his schedule is always tough. This might be 
the most difficult of all time if, if you don't have any bye games, right? It, it, it might, but I think that, that strength of schedule is going to be really difficult to, to discern um, across the country. Um, and, and some of the analytics, depending on what the analytics are specifically measuring, are going to be really challenging as well. Um, and it, there, there's, there's going to be some analytics that are better than others. Um, nothing to do with, um, with the, the proprietor or, or anything to do with that. And, and, and where it's going to be critical for the committee is they've, they've done an excellent job of understanding the meaning of the different, uh, different rankings and what they're trying to measure over the last few years. This year, it's going to be a little different. And, and the narrative behind those measurements and why teams may end up in an, an extreme category one way or the other is going to be really critical. Well, that gives me a chance to rip on Ken Palm even more than I usually do. So that's, that's <laughs> very, very nice. All right. Uh, Coleman, what, what, what's going on right now? Are you just playing the waiting game right now? And you've got the information out to a bunch of programs. I don't know how many programs you think you sent it out to already. To be honest with you, we didn't send it out to many. Okay. Um, they, they have probably gotten, you know, calls from maybe 60, 70 programs throughout the country, uh, that are, that are looking for something like this. Um, but, but where it stands now, I think Case and Mario, Kevin hit the nail on the head. A lot of people are waiting on leagues, right. And what the leagues are going to say. Um, but I, I think at some point, there's going to be non-conference games. There's, there's going to be a, a space where teams can get non-conference games in. And the question everybody's got to ask themselves is how can we do this in the safest environment? You know, and, 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 and that's the most important thing. Is it flying to an MTE in Orlando and then flying back to a bubble somewhere and you're in two different places? Is it getting it all in once? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of ADs. There's a lot of liability involved in these things that, you know, it, it, it takes some thought. It takes some thought. And going back to Kevin's point, and, and, and I, I really appreciate these high major guys saying that they want to take care of, of everybody, you know, well, give us some money, man. You got it all. <laughs> honor your contracts no matter what Mario you know like if you want to take care of us, if you really want to take care of us do that you know you, you, you know what Brian though and not and not not to cut you off there though glad um, you but uh, but you're you're right that we want that, that we want to make sure that we're that we're taking care of you um but the but the alternate reality is is that a lot of institutions are furloughing uh employees in athletic departments and there's there have been layoffs and there have been um, there, there, there's television contracts. Um, we haven't even hit on the fact that, that a lot of TV contracts have, uh, minimum game thresholds. And by, by pulling off four games per team in a conference, um, you, you do the math there. Um, like the, the, the math of this season doesn't work you. based on normal contracts. And, and so, this season, but what about the math of the last 30 seasons? Yeah, no, it's uh, in, in, in what regard? how much money you guys make on a yearly basis for the last 30 years and, and guys like Jackson state are worried about getting their contract for a game, mm -hmm. uh, not paid. You know, that would be my thing. I hear you on this season, but yeah. there's a, there's a, there's an influx of 30 other ones where you guys have made millions of dollars. You know, And that's my question. If, if we're going to say, we want to do right. If that's going to be our thing, if we want to do right, then we can do right. You know, that's my, that's my, that's my, that's my so, thing. So, so I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll go down the budget road for, for, for a quick second. And I'll just speak to, to Michigan state's budget that um, we're not subsidized by, by the university in, in, in any way. What we, what we bring in is, uh, is what we, uh, is what we spend as, as an athletic department. So roughly speaking, um, we, we break even. We operate on about a hundred and forty million dollar budget uh, during a normal year, um, and uh, and we at least in in our case on our campus um, we pay back to the university the the scholarship money for every student athlete that that comes comes through. So um, so so from that standpoint, I, I hear you loud and clear. Um, I, I think that that the perception that that we're generating profits um, is probably a little a, a little. Um, it, that that's that's probably a little bit of a false narrative. Um, now we can we can debate um, the spending 
And I think that that's a, that that's a health, healthy conversation. Um, but, but the idea that, um, that, that we're sitting here with, uh, with all these reserves and, and, and whatnot, I mean, we're, we're, um, among many schools that are going to operate millions and probably tens of millions of dollars in the red this year. Um, and, and I, I'll, I'll yeah. tell this to you, I'm looking up, yeah. you know, yeah. Michigan state mm-hmm. generated upward of 80, their, their football is by far the largest revenue source, but it generated upward of $80 million. And that accounted for 57% of the money brought into the department in one year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of money. And, and, and can these can these high major programs come together to help and 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 pay things forward? I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, this whole deal is about money, and and that's why guys like myself and Kaysen are in situations that we've got to be in to be the most creative human beings in the world, so we can survive. You know, and and I know this, Kevin Mario. I'm not. I, I, this is this is a whole another chatter. And I'm not coming down on you guys at all. Uh, but my goodness, can we come together as, as, as college, college athletic departments to help each other out? So, yeah, go ahead, Mario. I mean, was I your first call for the bubble? I better, I, I, sh- I should have been, right? You were definitely my first call. Actually, you helped me make the idea, but go ahead. You know, it's like, I think there's so many obstacles for us just in terms of the time window. I mean, you're talking about a, Again, I don't want to give away too many state secrets here, but a very small window that I think Big East teams are going to have to play a non-conference. And, and, and like Kevin said, I mean, there are long-standing deals that Xavier has with UC, with Wake Forest, with the Big Ten, with the Big 12. So there's four of, four of my seven slots, and then we're committed to Orlando. Like right now, I'm only playing one bye game. And honestly, my first calls today were the bye games that we're going to probably have to shed because I, I feel that pain. I mean, I think it's – I know what number they were going to get, and it was a big number, and in a perfect world, in the normal world, we'd still be paying that out. I want to look at for avenues to play those guys in future years, which, you know, it doesn't impact situations and budgets and line items this year, but at least it gives them a little bit of a path to have some light at the end of the tunnel and know that we care and we want a structure in place that will help them. But um, You feel if, like a car salesman? When, when you call these guys, I mean, are you legitimately, like, bartering here, trying to figure out, like, what we can give you now and here's what we're going to give you in the future? I mean, again, unless somebody has a different interpretation, I mean, with the NCAA putting the start date when it does, when it has, I mean, I have three guarantee contracts that are basically null and void. Those are done. I'm talking about the ones – I'm talking about, I guess, the ones after the 25th that might be affected. The one after that's the 25th is Greg Campy in Oakland, so you can imagine I'm keeping that game. I mean, that's my guy. He wants to come down here for Skyline Chili, so I'll I'll, I'll cut UC and wait for Greg, but – I think that's the bigger complexity. The winter bubble is the plan. I mean, if we had a completely clean slate, I would go to Orlando. I would play three games. I would take a, whatever way I could get from Orlando to Winthrop, and, and then we'd sit there for, you know, the numbers look like they're going to allow four games. We'd sit there for four games. If they would have allowed 11 games, we'd sit there for seven. I mean, that's, that is NBA light. That is the model, and that, that will be a home run. And, and my biggest regret is I don't think necessarily, as the stars are aligning early here, that there'll be an avenue for us to do that. I mean, their avenue is the safest, it's the smartest, and it's the most efficient. I mean, the number that's out there publicly is we got to get to 13 games to have a legitimate resume. And what I just, you know, very quickly talked through is a way to get to 11 games in four weeks, three weeks. So you're already, you know, 90% of the way there before you even get into what could be some ugly months from a health front in, in December and, and January and February. Let me ask you this, Mario. Where are you planning on playing the Oakland game? Where am I planning on playing Oakland? Right now, I would play him on uh, November 2nd here in the Cintas Center. Do you worry – I mean, I look at ESPN's scorecard, and, and I see about five football games postponed every Saturday in the last minute. Yeah. Is that oh, what- I definitely do. Yeah, and that's a huge part of it. I mean, Kevin led us down that road. I mean, the schedule is, has never been more TBD. I mean, we just need to put a bunch of TBDs after every date and time. And uh, I do, especially – I, I I'm – worry just as much about us as Oakland. I mean, I think, I think each of our teams are going to do whatever they can within the standards that are set to test our guys, to be smart, to travel the right way. Um, but we'll be coming from Orlando where we're around eight teams and, and, and probably more than that because, you know, I think ESPN is going to make a, uh, a move to try to get more than just the Orlando field down there. Uh, 
so we'll be coming from a hotbed of, of activity and teams and people using the same space. So I do worry. Yeah. Small businesses have unique needs. And despite the current uncertainty, one thing that remains unchanged is the importance of having the right people on your team. When your business is ready to make that next hire, LinkedIn Jobs can help by matching your role with qualified candidates so that you can find the right person quickly. Plus, you can grow your own personal network. Maybe someone you know has that perfect candidate for you. Get in touch with that candidate faster with LinkedIn. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 690 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for. And put your job post in front of qualified members every day so that it's seen by people looking for jobs like yours. That's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash good. Again, that's linkedin.com slash good to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so what, where are you at with testing? Where are you guys at in terms of, like, how much does that concern you, being able to to play against some of these high majors? And, again, even your conversations now, do you feel confident that you're going to have a schedule in place or that all these high majors are going to try to say, hey, you know what, we'll play you next year, we'll give you 10, 20 grand, whatever it can be to kind of keep you happy now, and you're going to have to play like teams Um maybe regionally, maybe drivable games. I, I don't know. what. I guess what, what's going through your head right now to try to figure this thing out? Right now, I mean, we're fortunate to have testing every Friday um, for our student-athletes. But for, for us, we're in a situation where the only two sports on campus right now is men and women's basketball. Um, my idea was proactive to saying that, hey, you know, since our ball sports getting pushed back, we don't even going to bring volleyball, football, or even any cross country, no one else is on on campus in, in regards to athletic uh, standpoint. But you know, I've gotten emails already with a couple of schools, and they said, "Hey, you know, barring COVID testing, you know, and implement what we want to say that we want to do this, want to do that, you know, we'll play." But you know, I got to give my administration and, and our you know conference office and see how they want to do it. So it's all about the waiting game. But to, to go back to a point I heard Kevin and Brian, everybody else was making, um, I look at things like since we're talking about to, to be determined, and for us, we, we don't have to do it now, but it was the point in time we had to do it. Uh, when you're talking about transitioning and trying to get to a game and pay for the, the travel expenses for a game, it's a lot of these schools at, 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 at you know, at the swaggy, maybe MEAC level, that's operating on what we call purchase orders. And, like, when they get in their hotel room, they got to put a PO down and, and hopefully it go through. And if it don't go through, the hotel is, 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 is diminished. And I'm thinking about guys in, in, that, in that standpoint, when you're talking about the uncertainties, when are we going to play this game? Like, you know, you're talking about flights as well. So you're talking about group travel when you do flights. You can't even do group travel right now because you don't know who you're playing. And you're talking about, you know, you're trying to get group rates in terms of in November and December, and it's already September. And my administration telling us, you know, hold up on that because, we, as we all know, if you do group rates through a commercial airline, you can't get your refund back once you book it and once you, you know, pay your deposit because they're giving you group rates. So, I mean, that that's the that's the whole point I, I look at when we're talking about teams in, in, in this in this kind of situation of the uncertainties because you, you don't know how you're going to be cost efficient when it comes to even getting to the games. Now, I can get the guaranteed money even trying to get to the games and play. Listen, the two and, words and, and, I've used, the two words that I hear more than anything and I've tweeted out is shit show. And, and that's <laughs> what it is right now, isn't it? I mean, listen. But it's not necessarily anybody's fault that it, that, that Agreed. it is. Agreed. You know, I'm it, not it, saying it, it's anybody's yeah, fault, yeah. Kevin. I'm not it, saying it, it's anybody's fault. It's the climate we're in and the yeah. fact that everybody kind of has their own agenda. I know everybody wants to see the overall mm-hmm. sport succeed. I get it. But everybody – first and foremost, is looking at their situation. How do I figure out my deal? And, and my, my hope is um, we get to a point where everybody's able to have a schedule, everybody's able to play 20-plus games. I, I think if we all agreed, if we could play 20 and everybody could play 20 this year, wouldn't we sign on the yeah. dotted line and say we're good? Yeah. But how do we get there? I guess is the biggest thing. How do we get there? And, and again – 
I don't care about the net ranking. I, I don't. I don't give a shit. That doesn't matter to me. Like, to me, what they should do, and they probably won't, expand it to 96 this year. So you don't even worry about that. Give every league two automatic bids for the top two teams and then give the other 32 to the at-larges so all the high majors are going to be happy. And make it regional. Make it where it's uh, you're, you're saving some money. If you're, and listen, the NCAA made $950 million last year. They're not going to make 950 this year because they're not going to have fans um, in, in attendance. I get it. But ultimately, uh, you could still give some money to every league. Like, you're, you're telling me, Kaysen, uh, that your league, if they gave you a million dollars to help the league play some games this year, that wouldn't go a long way for you guys? No way. That's what they should do. The yeah. end game is having the tournament for them. How do they figure it out? Yeah, take some money out of it and make sure that this thing goes up and you have a tournament. I mean, the end game, just to be honest, is, is just keep your head above water. I mean, we look at a situation like some programs – they're going to suffer bad. I mean, it's going to be we – we're not talking about furlough. We're talking about some Division One's going to either go Division twos or even close their doors yes. from the athletic standpoint. And so that's that's what I'm looking at. How can you keep your head above water in these trying times, which, like Kevin said, it's nobody's fault. It's just the climate and the temperament which we're under. But like you saying, Jeff, what is the plan that we need to put in place so we don't have these problems with these other schools that, that have the resource and the budget to, you know, progress? Can you survive? Can you guys legitimately, if you didn't get any buy games this year and everybody tried to say, you know, force majeure or whatever and not not pay you this year and put you off for another year, are you guys fine as a program or do you worry that you won't be able to play? I think as a program, I think we're okay because I think our athletic administration, IAD, does a great job with different things, innovative things to, sure. to help bring in resources. But it might be some other sports that, that suffer. I mean, I'm looking at that. But for us personally, I don't think – I think we had a good spot and good place. But, I mean, you can't – can't keep on going too much longer. I mean, the way it's going to run dry at the end of the day. So what's the next step, guys? What Are, are we all waiting for the leagues, the first leagues, to say – we're playing non-conference, and then the next hopefully conference falls in line, and then we get some clarity. Kevin, I don't think I don't think it's the leagues, Jeff. I, I think that it's that it's actually the the MTEs and a lot of these non-conference events um, that that are reallocating to to different windows. Okay. Um, I, I think that 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 that's the first domino in in all of this. That's um, because because here here's the thing: the difference between an MTE and just a regular season game. With an MTE, you got to get four, six, eight teams all aligned during the same time period. With a single game, you just got to get two. Yeah. And so, so just the the math of that getting the getting the schedules to to align. I mean, like like Brian Brian's got a great thing going. Like it it, it it's it sounds fantastic. Um, but 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 from from our standpoint, we're under contract for for an MTE in Orlando. Right. For for the weekend for the weekend after Thanksgiving, yep. and so so it becomes a numbers game because because our starting point collectively here, if we were if we were starting with a blank slate, a blank schedule, um, we would be he- heading down a completely different road. We have to use what we what we previously had as kind of our starting point. Again, we're fortunate we didn't we didn't fill in the rest of our games. We didn't give give people false hope. Again. Pat us on the back, but it, but that's going to backfire some some years too. Um, but but our starting point is is a group of schedules that were built without even contemplating COVID. I mean, we signed on for Orlando several years ago, Champions Classic several years ago, and and, and we've all got those. I mean, and and like like we we would normally be be starting to work on. 21-22, maybe even a little bit of 22-23 right now. Yeah. And I mean, I, 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 I've joked this week that, that normally this is, this is the week where I'm sitting in, uh, in, in the, the coaching staff, sitting in with the coaching staff and they're, uh, going through the nine o'clock games on the, on, on the schedule that, that, the TV is forced and, uh, some, some tough television windows this year. We don't we don't have a conference schedule and it's and it's not coming in the next day or two. So do we think? And I don't know how much you can even talk to this. I'm, I'm sure you have plenty of info. I'll, I'll hit you anyway. <laughs> I got to put my reporter hat on, don't I? I mean, come on. Uh, Champions Classic. 
Mm-hmm. We're confident it's going to be played, probably going to be played in Orlando. Um, do we know when? Do we know how? Is everybody in? Do we have any idea? I, so so I, I can tell you legitimately that there is not a single game or opponent on our schedule that is that is locked in right now. Yeah. On September 17th, um, that, that is 100% the truth. Um, we're, we've explored some different options. I think that I have some idea where this might go. Um, but truthfully, if you had asked me three, four days ago, I would have given you a different answer and I might give you a different answer in a couple of days. So, um, so we're, we're kind of waiting on, on, on some of the, some of the pieces to, to fit together. We're waiting on, um, we're waiting on the parameters and, and when you're building to put my math hat on for a second, when you're building a conference schedule, if you build a conference schedule and then go back afterwards and say, hey, gosh, we've got a facility conflict on this date, it's never as easy as just moving one game. So if, if a team goes to Orlando now from the Northeast and they come back, they've got to quarantine at a lot of these states in New England for 14 days. Okay, so and that could affect fields. That, that could affect who's, who's playing in, in, in different tournaments and – and, and that could affect um, sizes of tournaments and formats of tournaments. And, 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 and to your point, um, those, those quarantines, um, it, it's September 17th. We're more than two months away from the season starting. You think that, that they're going to change some places for the better, some places for the worse? Like that, and, and that's why I say, like, like you, you, you tell me that uh, in, in, in the, the middle of November that I'm, that I'm calling Brian because all of a sudden we're in a, we're in a bad spot. Like we, we might want to exchange cell phone numbers before we get off the call. Like, like, it, cause I, Isn't I, I that just a part of your, wait, wait, isn't that a part of your damn website? Like, don't you have every, <laughs> you should have every team and every, I have that. All right. So if you need help, I can give you everybody's phone number. You, you, yeah. You, you, you can be in charge of the contact database. There you go. I, there I need you something go. to delegate. For that one. <laughs> Cloman would say, don't give you the information until I get a few bucks. All right. Positive. I love it. When, when do we, I mean, do we legitimately, Kevin, the way it sounds like, when do we think you guys will have, and any of you can jump in, when, when's a realistic date that you guys all think you will have a schedule done? And again, like you're saying, Kevin, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be moving here as we go. It's going to be changing potentially based on hot spots and, and, and whatnot and teams, maybe whatever, but. When do you guys, when do you hope optimistically to have your schedule, your initial one done? I've told folks on campus that they will start practice before they have a confirmed schedule. Which is a month away, practice. And, and, and some of that is just to, to, to but I, I would be surprised. I mean, I'm sure somebody will. I'm sure that some, some conferences um, that, uh, that, um, that maybe schedule more in, in traditional travel partners that, uh, that, uh, um, different conferences are in different spots as it relates to their conference schedule. Um, but, um, there, there's so much information to, to, to still exchange, um, that, uh, that we are, we are several weeks away from, from being done with that. Coleman, what would you tell Dan Gabbett right now? If, if you could tell him something to make this easier for everybody, uh, around the country that's kind of going through what you're going through and these guys are, is there something that can be done to help facilitate everybody being able to pull this thing off? Man, we need flexibility. I think that's a, that's a big word. Um, and, and, and let me say this, I think they're doing uh, a good job of, of listening um, to us. Um, I think he's done an, an unbelievable job personally. Um and, and letting us be heard, um, you know, from, I guess, obviously my perspective is completely different than the, than the two high major guys, you know what I mean? Hey, that's why I got you and Kaysen on, to be honest. I, I wanted the different perspective. I, I think that's what makes it a, an interesting discussion, right? I mean, I, I, I just don't like, like, for instance, Kevin was talking about how they're, you know, they're waiting on their MTE and, and they might move it here. Why can't we move the Jackson State game? You know, like that's, it's, it's all, this thing's all about money. It's all about money. And can we get, I guess maybe, maybe give the schools their money. If the NCAA has anything 
saved up in the bank, like take care of these schools that that need it. You know, and and I, I don't know how you do that. I, I think it's easy to say for, for somebody to say that. And it, it's easy for me to come on and, and tell Mario and Kevin, like, take care of these schools. It's obviously above their pay grade. But at, at some point, somebody, whether it's the NCAA, whether it's a group of, of individual people, they've, they've got to come together to make the lives of, of the bottom feeders like us easier. And, um, you know, I, I, I honestly think that there's not a right answer. You know, I don't, I don't know that there is a, a right answer. I think this goes to, to, to people being good people, you know, I mean, to, to programs being good programs, to back up what they say they're going to back up and, and not always look out for themselves at all times. There's got to come a time in life where you got to look out for other people. Um, and, and this is an unbelievable time to, 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 to do that and, and be the, be one of the first people to be creative. I, I know this, Kevin and Mario are two of the smartest individuals, most creative individuals I know I've ever met in my life. And they're good people, right? But like, how can we come together to help other people at this time? That's my question. And probably the question that a lot of people need to ask themselves, because there are people I've been in the MEAC, you know, and, and, and Jeff, we talked about this, like you talk about, we're in a, we're in a situation in the world where, where we want to uh, listen. And, and those minority programs are, are so important. We, we say they are, we say they are, but what are we actually doing to help them? You know, and it's easy for Chris Paul to 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 say, you know, I want to go to this HBCU or we need to support our HBCUs. I mean, th- these guys have a lot of money. They're wearing shoes on the court. You know, like send over some of that money. You know, uh, Black Lives Matter is raising tons of money. Um, giving it to Democratic nominees, send over some of that money. You know, like there's a lot of people that can use that stuff. Um, so I guess my, I don't know that there's a right answer. I guess the right answer is humanity just coming together and doing the right things when it's, when it's not going to benefit you, you know, and, and that would be my challenge to, to all, all the high major programs do something that's not always going to benefit you. And, you know, well, what that, the likelihood of that getting done, uh, slim to none, but if everybody did it, 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 it would it would take the onus off of other people. People wouldn't start feeling it. Like if if we weren't worried about at a high major level of 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 renegotiating our MTE deal and and, and I mean because if we're gonna move that MTE date, why can't we move the Jackson State and Winter game date? You know, like that that's my question because it benefits you know you guys, which is fine. I, I completely understand that. But until the mindset is to help others, we're going to be sinking. The wait, it's finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. NFL Futures out. Uh, Chiefs plus 450, the favorites with Pat Mahomes. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens right behind, plus 600. Saints plus 1,000. Niners plus 1,200. Seattle Seahawks plus 1,400. Uh, Tom Brady's current team, the Bucks, plus sixteen hundred. His former team, the Patriots, plus twenty two hundred. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures. Head to Bet Online today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. You know, like the, the other concern. Go ahead, go ahead. If you're going to ask, you're good. Go ahead, Mark. You know, it's like the other concern, a little bit along those lines, and I think it it transcends high major, low major, mid major. It's it's. We've talked about programs. We've talked about TV contracts. We've talked about conference schedules. Like one thing that is getting lost is just the player experience. 
you know, and you think about a minimum of 13 games. And let's say worst case scenario, you find yourself at that minimum. I mean, you're coming off of a year where 68 programs didn't get to go to an NCAA tournament. You know, many of, many of those programs had incredible years, some the best in school history, and they never got to finish that year. And then you're bringing those teams back. And, you know, are you just kind of wading the waters here through a pandemic, November, December, January, February? And it's like, hey, we, we pieced together 13 games, no fans. Hell, 13 out of those 13, maybe you're playing seven over the same two weeks in some bubble. And it's like, what kind of experience is that for my seniors? I mean, we got guys on our team that are, that are D2 transfers. This is our one and only shot. You know, how are we preserving uh, a path for them to experience college basketball at its best? And uh, that breaks my heart a little bit just to think about those type of guys who, I mean, we're going to play UC. It's one of the best rivalries in college basketball. It's going to be in an empty arena. You know, we've all been a part of close scrimmages. Goodman, you've probably been banned from them. But, uh, couple. man, it's like it's, it's a very uh, – if you haven't been a part of it, you can't explain it. It's the weirdest vibe. I mean, you look down there and – other than the one close scrimmage we had against West Virginia with Coach Huggins, I mean, the gym stays pretty quiet, you know, and it's like, you know, it feels like practice. And, and is that what 23, 24, 25 games are going to feel like? And sure, the stats will go in the book and you'll have a standings board and you'll know, you know, where guys finish up. But it's like, regardless of this season, it's going to be hard, even in a bubble type situation, which I know Brian and his crew at Winthrop are putting a lot of time and resources into. It's not going to have that vibe. It's not going to have that juice. So as I look at our seniors who, you know, I think we were one of those teams. Kevin, you may know better than I whether or not we would have made it last year. We were right on that cut line. I don't like you raising your eyebrows like that. That was a bad. It, was, it wasn't intended to be bad. It was close. It was very close. Um, that's for a different conversation. But, you know, let's say we would have made it. I look at our seniors and it's like, man, Paul Scruggs, junior year, missed an NCAA tournament. Senior year, we're playing 12, 15 games you know, an NCAA tournament that gets pared down to 32 teams. It's like, man, we're asking a lot of these players. We're That's asking. You got to give them. To me, the, the NCAA needs to come out with something soon and just give them the year back. No matter I what. Agree. Give I agree. Give them the year back at this point. I know it's hard to do today, but I think uh, it takes yeah. some pressure. It takes some pressure yeah. off them, too. Yeah. Jeff, been- from that standpoint, from that standpoint, guys like Casey and myself, like, if you give the year back, and we've yep. already signed four guys, yep. right? So we're already broke as it is unless unless we get and, – and when I say broke, broke compared to, yeah. comparatively speaking. Like, that's another four guys on scholarship. That, I know, that but isn't it right? The athletic department has to pay, the, and, and they already they already need money. But yeah, even as right that, Jeff, Jeff, you can only play five guys on the court at the same time, too. Right. That, 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 that's, the other, that's the other side of it. And so – um, look, like none of this is fair. Right. It's not fair to the, to the, to the high school kid that, that missed out on prom. It's not fair to all the people that, it, that have had weddings canceled in the last year. It's like, like this sucks to different degrees for everybody. That's right. And, and everything that, that's, that's happened since February, March, whatever, wherever you want to start it until whenever, whenever we magically decide that this, that, that, that this ends, hopefully sooner rather than later. Everybody has a, everybody has a story. Everybody has an experience and it's been unfair to everybody. And we just have to accept that. We have to make it as less unfair as, as possible and be ready to carry on past that because everybody's missed out on something. Everybody has. And if we can all collectively, whether inside basketball, I mean, I don't want to get on a high horse here. I think I already am. Um, but, but, but if we can come out of this, what, whenever that is, and still be standing and be able to have a, a Xavier UC game that, that has fans. Yeah, it's going to stink this year. That, that, is a, that is a fantastic rivalry. But you know what? If by the 21-22 season, if we've all done, done our job and done what we're supposed to do just as people, then we get to have that Xavier Cincinnati game again. That's the light at the end of the tunnel. That, uh, that 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 would be sh- that we should be shooting for because because you're right we we had folks miss out in the NCAA tournament I I gave the example the 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 last Michigan State game last year was uh, Ohio State to win a Big Ten championship and 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 look like we we had a, we had a pretty good team who who knows where where it might have gone it might have gone it, it might have gone really far or, or the the magic of the tournament like it, it could have gone south real quick. But as, as, as folks were commenting that, gosh, that really stinks. You, 
you didn't get a chance to do this or didn't get a chance to do that. I go, well, well, let's, let's kind of take the other side of it. That instead of the season getting canceled on that Thursday morning, let's say that the can the season got canceled on Sunday morning, the big 10 standings is Sunday morning. No disrespect to Wisconsin because they absolutely earned a share of the conference. Our standings were Wisconsin 14 and six, Michigan state and Maryland 13 and six. Wisconsin would have been an outright champion and Michigan state would have been a half a game out with one game unplayed, unable to play it. So we, we've got to take, we've, we've got to take the, the glass half full approach. Um, otherwise we're going to, we're going to drive ourselves all crazy. I think you, you bring up the, the 13 games like this, this is going to be a unique season. Like, like any other season, 30 years from now, everybody's going to be talking about, you remember that season when, when like nobody could see it and, and like the standings made no sense and, and a team ranked 140th in net somehow made the NCAA tournament and, 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 and all these things like that's going to be this season. So, so let, let's, let's embrace what it, what it, what it can be. We, we've discussed a whole bunch of problems that, that are problems that we need to, to, to handle in the moment. Um, but, but once we try and get those, let's, let's enjoy it for, for what it might be able to be. In yeah, 30 years. Me, I think that's where Jeff's point of look, give these guys an opportunity to have a redo. Uh, in, look, I've been to, I can't remember how many NCAA tournaments I've been to. I've been so fortunate. Paolo, like, I can't see your mantle back there, but there's no case that could hold all your rings and NCAA pins that you get. I mean, uh, we as coaches get the opportunity to keep trying and trying again until you're eventually whacked and uh, sent on your merry way. But it's like our guys only get four cracks. And and you have a colliding factor of a transfer rule that's going to come at the end of this year and name image likeness and all. I mean, like mm-hmm. it's going to be a very complex piece and I know it will be muddy. Brian, Case and I appreciate the budgetary pieces and I, I don't have a quick answer, but like I would feel better as we're making these decisions, as we're rushing headlong into these types of situations. Like if I knew Paul Scruggs and Jason Carter and Brian Griffin and Ben Stanley have an opportunity to protect their eligibility from a standpoint of the experience that college basketball offers, that would make me feel a lot better as we make these decisions. Hey, and I agree. I agree with you. I just know that from a, a small school's perspective, because it is about these kids um, and their experiences. So I 100% agree with you. I just know that's very, Hard very do. expensive yeah. uh, for, for small schools to do that. Well, listen, I, I've, I've held you guys up long enough. I think Mario's got to get a haircut after this anyway. So we're going to let him get out. Lobby. On, on his, you can't even see the full. I don't know. Can we see the full hair up there? It's like no. cut off a little bit. Can you go I've down? Trimmed a little? I've trimmed it. Quarantine wasn't good to it. A lot more great. I appreciate all you guys coming out. I think this is uh, this will be interesting for people to hear what you're going through. I don't know how much sleep you guys are going to get over the next week or so. Um, and stop hitting ignore on all those calls, Mario. Pick up some of the calls. All right. I pick them all up. Jeff Bowles has called me while I was on here. We got Greg Campy again. We're gonna we're gonna map some stuff out here today. Listen, good good luck, guys. Uh, I hope I see some of you down in Orlando. I will not be at, at Win. Well, maybe I'll be at Winthrop. Who knows? Listen, if you give me that 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 treatment, right? If you give me that that you know front row seat and everything like that, who knows? Maybe I'll come to Winthrop. But um, I'm just excited that we've got a, a start date, and, and you guys can hopefully get some uh, clarity. Uh, to figuring out your schedules. Good luck. And, uh, again, appreciate all you guys coming on. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, everybody. Take care, guys. guys.